The midway point of the 2020 NFL season has come and gone, and with it, a fresh class of QBs has already started making their mark in the league. We here at Thickman Inc. are here to rank this year's QB crop from worst to best. And before we get into the big three, I'd be behooved if I didn't mention a few other QBs who haven't shown enough for us to rank them yet. First off, we have Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love, two promising QBs drafted by teams who have clearly established franchise quarterbacks. And while Aaron Rodgers is terrorizing the league for an offseason's worth of disrespect, Carson Wentz is leading the league in interceptions and has lost the locker room. Love won't touch the field this year, but we could see Jalen Hurts sooner rather than later. Then... There's Jake Luton, the six foot fifteen backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was thrust into action this week against the Houston Texans. Luton looked as good, if not better, than Herbert Tua and Burrow in their first game this year, and kept it close with a team led by Deshaun Watson. He was fun to watch, he had big runs, big passes, and I see a lot of potential there. Sadly he's in Jacksonville, so he probably won't work out. And finally, there's whatever's going on in Dallas. The less said about that, the better. Ben DiNucci the GOAT. <laughs> Let's not talk about them. But starting things off for me, I have Mr. Tua No himself, Tua Tungavaloa. In Tua's second game as a starter, he played smart, efficient football against a solid Cardinal secondary. This might be due to Brian Flores being his coach, but Tua looked a lot like a young Tom Brady. This cool, calculated football made him the most impressive win of any rookie QB so far. It's obvious why Tua was the consensus number one overall pick before his injury. Something which wasn't talked about that much and won't be talked about because of the injury, like I just said, is to his running ability. He was forced out of the pocket and to scramble twice. And when he did that, once he dodged soon-to-be all-pro safety Buda Baker. And on the second time, he scrambled for 17 yards, looking fast and diving forward instead of sliding to fight for extra yards. He really did look incredible in that game. The only reason I have him at three is because I've seen so much more from the other two guys, and two has only played two games. If Tua shows me what he showed me against the Cardinals in the next three or four games, I will have no issues putting him as number one on my list. But until then, he's at three. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I completely agree with you. His he's only played two games. His debut is probably one of the most unimpressive debuts we've ever seen. It's not the worst debut. It's just simply unimpressive. Yes, there was worse. Obviously, sixteen for thirty-seven, two hundred five yards, and three interceptions from Matthew Stafford. He put up that in twenty thirteen when he was a rookie. But Tua went twelve for twenty-two, ninety-three yards, and a touchdown in his debut. Doesn't exactly make you go wow like Joe Burrow's debut or Justin Herbert's debut. And then his second game he had a very impressive performance in which he put up 34 points against the eighth ranked scoring defense which also features defensive player of the year Buda Baker he was incredible as Isaiah mentioned Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald exist it's not going to be Buda Baker but keep going he was incredible he led a game winning and game ceiling drive when he took those final knees the way he moves around the pocket is something I did not expect I have been harping on it if you've ever watched our videos where we talked about two in the past on the fact that the Dolphins shouldn't start him yet due to his catastrophic injury. And just a year ago, this man's hip was fractured, dislocated, and out of place. An injury that typically happens in car accidents. And he was out there juking people out, scampering down the field on 30-yard runs, rolling out of the pocket. It was incredible that just a year ago, around a year ago, I think it happened on November 10th, I want to say, that happened to him. And now he's looking like one of the better quarterbacks of his class. The way he surveyed the field, not just staring down his first read, he remains incredibly calm. And I know it is absurd to compare a player who's only played two games to a Hall of Famer, but it reminded me so much of Drew Brees besides the... uh, 
athletic ability and scrambling part. The accuracy impressed me. I really hope this is a tool we get to see week in and week out. Hopefully the Dolphins' weak offensive line doesn't hurt them. They have the 30th ranked pass blocking offensive line but pro football focus and they've given up the 25th most sacks now that may change with two as escapability compared to ryan Fitzpatrick. fitzpatrick's a statue in the pocket and i'll say this and we'll move on to the next one just reading off the stats i know i'm not saying you did this but you'd look at the sassy oh 248 yards two touchdowns he had an all right game Go look at the highlights. Go look at some of the plays from it. Two was incredibly impressed and played smart football. And stats don't do that justice. But speaking of the king of rookie stats, Justin Herbert is in a very good situation for a young quarterback. He has good skill players around him. He's got a very functional offensive line. And the locker room seems to like him, despite what happened to Tyrod Taylor. And he's putting up big numbers. But he can't seem to win any games. Herbert's only win this year came against the tanking Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm not willing to throw all that on him. I don't think Anthony Lynn's that good a coach. And just last week against the Raiders, he had two heartbreaking drops which cost him the game. But at the same time, if you're the franchise quarterback, if you're surrounded with talent, if you're going to put up these numbers, you need to win some games. And I think he will. I think once Anthony Lynn departs in the offseason, Herbert will improve. But he has the Matthew Stafford career path going for him right now. Put up a bunch of stats, lose a lot of your games. He's got to be the man. He's got to step up and win. Obviously, most impressive stats of any of the rookie QBs so far. I don't particularly care about the stats. I'm just saying from the eye test. Passes the eye test, cannon of an arm, all the good intangibles. Seems like a good guy, just isn't winning. And winning is important in the NFL, particularly when you're in a situation or in the situation he's in. I think it's kind of absurd to say that Anthony Lynn is a bad coach as far as getting Justin Herbert ready. That what they've done with him is incredible. This is the biggest example I've seen of someone proving haters and doubters wrong in the NFL. This is someone who people were guaranteeing to be a bust, myself included, somewhat you as well, and he has lit the world on fire, the NFL world on fire. I personally don't think he's as good as Burrow, but he's put up the best stats out of any of the quarterbacks drafted. Drafted. His rapid growth has everything to do with coaching and QB development. In college, over four years, he didn't improve, he played well, but his stats and on-the-field play remained largely the same year to year. Brett Coleman, who did a breakdown on him prior to last year's draft, highlighted his consistently late throws, leading to receivers getting murdered occasionally. He didn't survey the field, and he didn't look all that great in college. Now he's, he's doing amazing. He's no longer waiting for his receiver to get open, but is rather throwing them open. What Justin Herbert is teaching us, and what Patrick Mahomes has taught us, and even Josh Allen, is that you should go after supremely gifted and talented arms when you have an elite coaching staff and you believe in your coaching staff and their ability to coach their players. I know Oregon went 12-2 and last year, but Oregon coaches need to get fired for making this guy look average when he should have been possibly the number one overall pick in competing with Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert's completion percentage has gone up since he left college. Not many players do that. I think he's been very impressive. Second best quarterback out of the class. I'm happy for him. I hope he continues to do well. Look, I'm going to say this and I'll move on because I'm not trying to turn this video into an Anthony Lynn video. But the Chargers coaching is why they have blown lead after lead after lead. They're conservative play calling. They're changing their offense up the later they get into the game's leads. Their inability to stop people on defense late. And you can say what you want about player development. I will give Anthony Lynn credit if you want there. He wasn't initially happy about Herbert starting, by the way. If you look back on his week one or week two quotes about him against the Chiefs, he was clearly still a backup. But 
the coaching is a problem and why they're not winning the games they should. Yeah, I mean, that that's different from coaching a player up and teaching a player how to play well. Then it comes down to conservative play calling late in games, uh, clock management, and things like that, which is a completely different story. But when it comes to coaching Justin Herbert and making him a better player, he looks vastly different than he looked in college. And maybe they'll give him a job as a QB coach next season. So it turns out Joe Burrow wasn't just a good college player surrounded by a bunch of NFL talent. It turns out he was the NFL talent. Burrow has looked electric so far in the field while being part of one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the league. As a matter of fact, if I think if you go back and you take Andy Dalton and put him on this team, last year she'd be, they might be winless. They'd be in the race for Trevor Lawrence. But despite that, with the exception of the Ravens game, the Bengals have been in every single game. They've been scrapping it out. They've been fighting uphill battles, and they've been trying to win each week. And they've been failing, but credit to Burrow and credit to that team. They're trying. He's making the Bengals interesting to watch. And this is all while he is behind one of the worst offensive lines in football. This is the same offensive line that destroyed Andy Dalton's career last year. Burrow is refusing to be broken. Once this team sorts that unit out, the Bengals will be contenders. And the final thing which isn't talked about is Burrow has been incredibly impressive as a runner. He has runs which he shouldn't have. He shouldn't be athletic enough to do these things. It's like Ben Roethlisberger in a way. Completely different running styles. But he looks a little bit uncoordinated. He's staying on his feet. He's avoiding people. And he picks up these huge chunks of yardage. And no one can quite explain how. I don't care about the statistics. I don't care about all that. Joe Burrow is the real deal. Even if Herbert has better stats than him, Burrow will be a successful quarterback and will be enshrined in Can. Joe Burrow is special. He's the best number one overall pick start at starting at quarterback in Ohio right now. He's come onto a team, as Isaiah mentioned, that was the worst in the league last year at two wins and has now led them to two wins in a tie through half the season and had a chance to at overtime in week one if it were not for the incompetence of his kicker. His most recent win came against the Titans, who have only lost two games this year and are probably in the conversation to be a top five team in the NFL. Winning with a bad offensive line is hard. He has been sacked 28 times is on pace to get sacked for, obviously, 56 times. And you want to know another QB who was a number one overall pick and his organization failed to protect him, ruining his career? Andrew Luck. The most Andrew Luck was ever sacked in a single season was 41 times. Joe Burrow is on pace for 56. Now, because of the sack situation, Burrow reminds me of Luck, but his play style also reminds me of Luck. He's able to move around to the pocket, is athletic, has a strong arm, not the strongest, and he's able to make plays. He surveys the field behind a poor offensive line and elevates his team to wins. He has good wide receivers in T. Higgins. A.J. Green has been playing well. Tyler Boyd has been playing well. So that has been helping him out. But his offensive line is so bad. I really hope that the Bengals do not fail him like the Colts failed Andrew Luck and ruined his career with injuries. Because if he keeps taking this many hits, more than Andrew Luck ever took in a season, it's not going to look good for him. Talk about speaking negative things into existence. We both think Joe Burrow's the real deal. We can both see him getting a bronze statue of his head in the distant future. But that's enough talking about the QBs and their ranks. Tristan, who do you think is the most likely QB in this class to appear in a Super Bowl first? If I had to guess who is going to be in the Super Bowl first, I'd probably have to say Tua 
just because he is the best roster and they have a treasure chest of draft picks, the way the Dolphins have orchestrated their front office, moved around different pieces is incredible. Depending on how bad the Texans finish, they'll have a top five or top 10 pick. Depends on if Deshaun is able to uplift that trash roster to a few more wins. I think they're in the best situation. They have an excellent defense, the best defense out of the three. Best future draft picks. I think he has the best chance to win a Super Bowl first is Miami. He also has, I'd say, definitely a weaker division than Burrow and a weaker division than Herbert because Herbert <laughs> is in Mahomes' division. So that's why I think Tua has the best chance. And I think this draft class is amazing overall. Could wind up being like the 4 draft class. Well, the AFC East has to go through Buffalo. Let's state that very that. clearly. But you've missed the obvious answer, the free question, or the free choice, the circle the sea and get everything right. Our pal up in Green Bay, Jordan Love, while not playing, will be in a Super Bowl far sooner than anyone else we've named, because he has that bad man Aaron Rodgers. And it may not be this year, but I would take the Packers making a Super Bowl before I take the Dolphins or the Chargers. That has been our video ranking the 2020 quarterback class. Let us know what you think of their performances so far. Let us know what you thought, think about our rankings. Subscribe to our channel. We've gotten four over the last two weeks, which is somehow a new record for us, up to 59. On that grind to 60, one away. Like the video. Once again, leave a comment. See you in the next one.